This podcast is recorded live during my weekly Zoom virtual healing circles. Be sure to stick around to the end of the episode to learn more about how you can join me for these live virtual events. Welcome to the virtual healing circle with me, Jen Fable of LiveLifeUnbroken.com. And tonight, my job is to talk to you about why being nice is literally killing you. And it's not something that we tend to think about. We tend to think that being nice is the goal. In fact, we live in a martyr-based society where your job, so we are told, is to give all of yourself to everyone around you. And if at the end of the day, you don't have anything left for yourself, that's okay, because that's what a martyr does. They give all of themselves. And what we forget is, spoiler alert, the martyr dies at the end. So why is this important? This is important because being nice is often in direct conflict with being compassionate. Now, years ago, I worked in animal hospitals and I was the office manager and I was hired as receptionist at the same time as a girl named Yvonne. And then I advanced to become office manager. And now it was my job to give her feedback. So this person who was my friend and who was my quote unquote equal, now I was supposed to give her feedback and give her guidance. And I didn't know how to do that. Now, while Yvonne was a lovely, lovely girl, she wasn't necessarily the best employee. I would sit around mostly reading her book. And so my boss would come to me and he'd say, you know, you need to go tell her to, to do something. There's things that need stocking, that there's things that need cleaning. And I'd go up to her and I wouldn't tell her flat out, hey, you need to go do something. Because she was my friend and I didn't want her to think I was judging her. And so I wanted to be nice. And so I said, you know, might be good if you like did something. She goes, no, no, I'm fine. And I'm like, okay, because I wanted to be nice. And then my boss would come to me and he's like, did you talk to her? I'm like, yeah, I, I talked to her for sure. Well, did you tell her? Yep, yep, I told her. And he's like, well, you got to go tell her again. She's still not doing anything. And again, I went to her and I decided to be nice because I didn't want to hurt her feelings. And of course, she's like, no, no, it's all good. I'm good. And then a week came that I showed up for work and my boss called me into his office and he said, okay, you need to go fire Yvonne because she's not doing her job. I was so busy being nice. I was so busy not hurting her feelings that I lost her job because I wasn't willing to be compassionate and give her the feedback she needed to actually do her job well. I didn't give her a chance because I was being nice. And so when we are being nice, we're often in direct conflict with being compassionate. And we're gonna go deeper into this idea in a few minutes. Being nice is a form of manipulation Ooh, that one stings a little. When we're being nice, we're doing so because we want the other person to like us because we don't want them to be mad at us. It is a very self-driven thing, but we are being nice so that they will treat us in a certain way. And so it is a form of manipulation, which is why it feels so icky to the other person. And at the end of the day, being nice is lying to yourself. And we're going to go further into that as well. So I want you to take a moment and just think about what it means to be nice. When you think of yourself and you go, I'm a nice person, what does that mean to you? What does it mean to be nice? A few years ago, I was at a training and we were talking about this concept. And as a group, we decided that 
the word nice must actually be an anagram. And we decided that it stood for not in compassionate empathy. When you are being nice, you are not in alignment with compassionate empathy. You are not giving the other person a chance to know you. You are not giving the feedback they need. You are so busy maintaining peace that you're not being compassionate. And that always struck a chord with me and that always stuck with me. So what does it mean to be compassionate? If nice is not compassionate, then what is compassionate? Being compassionate means showing up authentically as yourself. When you don't do that, when you're so busy trying to anticipate their needs and give them what they need, you're not being you and you're robbing the people around you of knowing who you really are. And you're also robbing yourself of the opportunity to know who you really are and be who you really are in all your messy humanness. Now, this requires a level of vulnerability that most of us are not comfortable with, which is why we choose to be nice instead, which means we are being nice out of fear of being vulnerable. And that's why we're lying to ourselves. Being compassionate is about considering other people's perspectives only after you have considered your own. It's all well and good to be highly empathic, to feel other people's energies, to go into their brain and their body and get their perspective. But when you're in someone else's energy, feeling their feelings and you're going, okay, I know they're upset with me. I know this is what's going on. When you're in their energy, who's in yours? Nobody. You've abandoned yourself. And then we find ourselves surprised that abandonment keeps showing up for us because we did it first. So it's okay to visit someone else's energy and then you have to get back into your own. You have to know your own perspective before you start to consider other people's. Being compassionate is about knowing and asking for what you need or want. And again, this requires a level of vulnerability, which is why we don't do this. Instead, we expect the people around us to just know what we want without us asking, because if they really loved us, they would know, even though we don't know and we're in our body. <laughs> and so we set ourselves and the other people around us up for failure, because they're basically, their entire job is just randomly throwing stuff our way and hoping that it's what we need. And we're going to slowly get angry because they're not getting it right. And then we're gonna feel unloved and we're gonna feel hurt and they're gonna feel frustrated because they can never get it right. It is your job. Being compassionate to the people around you means not making them play that game. It means asking yourself and knowing what you need and what you want and then speaking up and asking for it in a loving way. And being compassionate means always putting yourself first. It's a gigantic cliche to refer to the air breathing things on airplanes and say, put your own oxygen mask on first. When you are nice, you put the mask on other people. You save maybe one or two and the rest die and you die. If you put your own oxygen mask on first, you now have the air you need to save everyone on that plane and yourself. And that's definitely the more compassionate act. So if that's compassionate, then what's nice? Nice means you're giving in to keep the peace. Nice is never wanting to rock the boat because if you rock the boat or you disturb the peace, that's not nice. You're stirring things up. You want peace and quiet and everyone to get along and sing Kumbaya, which is wonderful, but it's not human. So giving in just to keep the peace is nice, but it's not compassionate because there's no truth allowed to come to the surface. There's no authenticity allowed in that environment. 
Being nice means always giving other people the benefit of the doubt, no matter what. Even if all your internal intuition is screaming at you, you always give them the benefit of the doubt. It's very nice. They'll appreciate it. But you're going to mess up your guidance system because you're constantly ignoring its signals. And then you wonder why you can't find your Medicaid. Being nice is about appearing positive and upbeat and optimistic no matter what you're actually feeling inside. And yeah, there are times in our life where we have to just put on our big girl and boy panties and put on a smile. And if you're always doing that with everyone around you all the time, that's very nice, but it's not compassionate. You're not giving yourself or the people around you an opportunity to connect. And that's not very compassionate. Being nice is, about, is all about taking care of and looking after people. When we're compassionate, we look out for people. We give them permission to be themselves, to fall down. And we give them that support and say, you know what? You can get up. I have faith in you. I'm looking out for you. When I look after someone, when they fall down, I constantly pull them up. And so I learn that I'm only needed when they fall down. And they learn that they don't know how to stand up on their own. It's not very compassionate. And being nice is about putting yourself last. It's about making sure everyone else's candle is lit while yours remains brand new and never touched. When you are nice long enough, but of course you won't be able to show this, you will feel beneath the surface a seething resentment and anger all the time because you'll always feel like no one cares about you it's always me having to do it. If I'm looking after everyone, no one's here to look for me. I'm all alone. No one has my back. And so you get very angry and you walk around as a very nice, angry person with a smile on your face, but seething under the surface. And if you do that long enough, it will start to show up in the physical world as physical dis-ease in your body. Now you will remember that you exist on four realms. You have your physical realm, you have your emotional realm, you have your mental and your spiritual realms. Now, since you exist on four realms, that means that each realm requires its own set of boundaries. And we don't really think about this. You know, this idea of boundaries, of knowing what is in my control and what is out of my control. What is my perspective? What is someone else's perspective? When we're so good at being nice, we sometimes lose complete track of what is ours. And we don't even know what we need. We're so busy focusing on everyone else. And so the first step in not being nice is to have actual boundaries on all the levels. So physical boundaries, that's easy. If someone's touching you, they you can tell them to stop touching you. That's physical boundaries in the physical world. I know I'm not this chair that I'm sitting on because I'm not actually part of the chair. Mental and emotional boundaries aren't about telling people no. We get that wrong. It's about knowing what you need and asking for what you need. It's about intimately connecting with your own internal power and desires and then sharing it from a place of vulnerability with the people around you. The word no may or may not make an appearance in that. And then, of course, energetic boundaries. That's when if you've ever had someone standing close to you and they're not touching you, but like ugh, they're touching you, that's when you're picking up. That's that personal space. 
So what am I talking about when I say a boundary? This is a catchphrase that we talk about all the time we don't think about. And certainly when we're in a healing circle environment or an energetic world, boundaries tend to go out the window. So you have your space. You have all the things that are in your realm of control. You have your thoughts. You have your emotions. You have your own physical needs. That's your stuff. Other people has their circle of space. That's their stuff. And usually most of the stuff in my stuff does not touch the stuff in your stuff. But when we're in intimate relationships, whether it's a friendship or more, there's going to be an overlap. We're in each other's space, physically, mentally, emotionally, energetically. And where that overlap happens, that's where boundaries are needed. Otherwise, it's a push-pull. Now, when we are too much in someone else's space, that's what we're talking about when we say someone is passive. When your entire focus is on someone else's wants and needs, you're being extremely passive. When your entire focus is exclusively on your own needs and wants, that's aggressive. And most of us waffle between the two. We spend time in the passive side because that's where it's nice. That's where we're being nice. And we're helping everyone around us and we're doing things for those around us and we're taking care of the people around us. And then we start to get pretty friggin' pissed off that no one's helping us. And that anger pushes us over to the aggressive side where we're like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to do what I want to do. And we do that. And then we feel guilty and we feel shamed and we feel fearful that people won't like us. And that then pushes us back into the passive side where we stay and we're nice until we get angry. And then we go to the aggressive side. And this is what we mean when we talk about passive aggressive, warbling between everyone else's needs before mine, or only my needs, and now I'm angry. The key is to find that place of balance in between where you are assertive, where you are being compassionate, where you are showing up authentically, where you are sharing yourself vulnerably. And in order to be vulnerable, we need to have some boundaries in place to protect that space. So what does it mean to have a good boundary, aka not be nice? Saying yes because you want to, not out of obligation or to please others or fear. When we are nice, we say yes, we don't hurt someone's feelings. That's inauthentic. That's lying. That's manipulation. When we have good boundaries, when we're compassionate, we say yes because we want to, which means the other person can trust that we're showing up because we want to. Otherwise, they'll always question our motives. Being compassionate and having good boundaries is about feeling safe to express difficult emotions and have disagreements. I'm not going to lie, this one's been a really tough one, part of my journey. It is one that I've worked on for a while and it still shows up. When we are raised in households where it is not safe to express emotions or difficult emotions, where it's not okay to disagree, then learning how to have good boundaries and knowing that it's okay to do so can be a journey in of itself and usually requires a good deal of shadow work. Hello. <laughs> Having good boundaries and being compassionate is about taking responsibility for your own happiness. I fell hook, line, and sinker for the Disney fantasy of being the princess in the tower who will be rescued. I don't have to do anything. I just gotta lie here. Sun will come around and bibbity bobbity boo all my demons away. And I'm like, yeah, I'll take a few of those, please. And like, we've all fallen for that. And that's not healthy, nor is that possible. 
when we are being compassionate, we are letting others off the hook for our happiness. I'm gonna say that one again. When we're being compassionate, we're letting others off the hook for our own happiness, which means, yeah, sorry, we gotta find a way to climb out of our own darn tower and take responsibility for our own happiness. I will tell you that's been the topic of many an anger work session in my household because <laughs> I don't like that, but that is how it works. When we have good boundaries and we're being compassionate, we're not feeling responsible for someone else's happiness. When we're compassionate, we understand that someone else's pain is just as important to them as my pain is to me. I don't like it, but it's important for my journey. It is part of motivation. When I'm feeling responsible for someone else's happiness, I'm robbing them of the opportunity to fall down and learn that they can stand up. And really, how else are we supposed to learn that we're strong? We don't learn strength by having someone tell us we're strong. We learn strength by falling down, often repeatedly, and then standing up again. And having good boundaries is about being in tune with your own feelings. If you wanna be able to express your needs and vulnerabilities authentically, you have to be in tune with yourself. You have to be in tune with the guidance system that your unconscious mind uses to get your attention, which is your emotions. I wanna give a quick note about the difference between walls and boundaries, because this is one that in the beginning we all get wrong, holla. A wall needs guarding. It is inflexible and non-negotiable. Saying things like, you can't talk to me that way. Newsflash, they can. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. You're not allowed to speak to me that way. I'm allowed to speak my truth. Sure. And the other person's allowed to get pissed off and hate it. When we put up walls, we are having to hold everyone around us at bay. There's a lot of energy. You can't just put up a wall and walk away. You have to then put up you know, um, barbed wire to protect the wall and have armed guards to protect the wall. Walls need guarding. They take a lot of energy and they're non-negotiable. And so that tends to break down relationships. And this is why so many of us resist boundaries because we think that walls are boundaries and they suck. They don't feel good and they take a lot of energy. And that's why it's a wall. A boundary is more like a bubble. You've ever seen a bathtub filled with bubbles and the bubbles kind of squish against each other and come away from each other and they don't pop. They just kind of all squeeze into that same space. That's a boundary. It's movable and flexible and negotiable. It's understanding that you're not meant to be on the passive or aggressive side. You're meant to be in the middle in a place of compassion and being assertive. So some key concepts to remember. Remember that being nice is about being passive, which only sets you up for a cycle of anger, hurt, and depression. I'm going to say that one again. Being nice is about being passive, which only sets you up for a cycle of anger, hurt, and depression. Remember that being nice is manipulative. It robs others of the opportunity to actually know you in all your humanness and all your messiness. And yeah, it is more vulnerable to show up in a compassionate space. It is, it will feel more vulnerable, but being nice is manipulative and it's lying to yourself. Remember that being nice is an act of fear, not an act of compassion. And the most compassionate thing you can do for the people in your life is to show up as you. Now, if you're having a hard time doing that, if every time you try, you find all these little demons bubbling up to the surface, 
then it's certainly worth working with someone who can help you through that process because living a life from a place of compassion for yourself and for others is a much more enjoyable ride. As always, I want to remind you to decide you want it more than you're afraid of it. Being vulnerable feels icky. And according to Brene Brown, who is one of my favorite speakers and authors, what feels to us on the inside as vulnerable will appear to others as courage. Courage doesn't feel courageous. Courage feels vulnerable. So just decide you want it more than you're afraid of it. And that decision will always take you on the right path. And I want to remind you, of course, as always, if you have any questions about any of the information from tonight or any other talks that we've had, please feel free to reach out to me at livelifeunbroken.com or through email or through social media. Yes. Damn it, Jan, you didn't have to call me out. <laughs> that is all. <laughs> May I keep that in the recording? Because that's awesome. Fine. <laughs> I know, okay. right? I realized the other uh, was a couple of weeks ago. So my friend whose dog I'm watching, who's in my bedroom right now, right? Um, so she's been, she's kind of in between like, she, her stuff's in storage, right? So she needs to figure out her living situation. And I was like, I do have a couch that pulls out. Not that I really want her to stay here. <laughs> oh, you're being nice. Uh, I, I just realized that's what it was. Cause I was like, <laughs> oh, like where is she going to go? Like she, she's got options. And then the boundary is, you can visit me, just maybe don't stay here. <laughs> Love it. Nice. So yes. it just kind of went, oh, the two examples of like me being compassionate. Okay, I'll take your dog. Me being nice was like, I have a couch that pulls out so you can just crash <laughs> on that. <laughs> Yeah, I love the awareness and I love that this helped clarify some things for you. Thank you. Very cool. working on it. So it's good when I can hear that and then realize and recognize so that next time I can stop and think and be like, am I being nice or am I being compassionate? And mm -hmm. what will the compassionate part of that be? And then it can say different things so instead of being nice, it can be compassionate. Yay! Instead. Yay! And Yay! that feel like my space is being invaded. <laughs> Exactly. Yes, absolutely. And like I said, it will yeah. feel quite vulnerable. Yeah. This is why it feels so gross to set boundaries because it's showing up authentically. It's stating what you need. It is a vulnerable thing. It will feel vulnerable. And when we are being vulnerable, we are building our courage. And I always think that's kind of cool. So thank you very much. Very cool. I find it very, can you hear me? Yep. Okay. I found it very interesting that you said being nice is a form of manipulation. I mm -hmm. Like that was a real uh-huh moment for me. So true. So true. Often we're being nice or doing what we consider to be a nice thing, hoping to get a response or in order to get a response or the attention um, from somebody yeah, or a situation. Absolutely. Great point. I just want to say great point. Thank you. And I just want to point out to you guys that this is never done intentionally. When we are being yep. nice, we think we're being compassionate. Yeah. We just get it wrong. And so I love that this helps put you back on the right track. Yeah. Very cool. Thank you. I find that uh, with some people, I'm compassionate. With some people, I'm nice. And with some people, I'm not so nice. <laughs> so is that normal? You can be 
different depending on the person, but that same person, you always kind of treat that same way you're in that pattern. Yes, very, very common. And oftentimes it's because the people who we treat with compassion, we feel safe to be ourselves with, and they're not triggering anything in us from childhood wounds. The people we are being nice with are triggering in us something that we haven't healed yet in our shadow. And so we either heal it so we can show up as compassionate or we stay nice. To hide. To hide because we don't feel safe being known by this person because they somehow remind us of someone from our past who we may not have had the best interactions with. Thank you. My pleasure, great question. I'm just gonna throw it out there because I'm listening and I'm thinking, I've had times where I've stood my ground, know my truth, and then get called a bitch. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm upset. I'm letting you know, I am angry at the way you treated me. And this is how I feel and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, you're, you're being a bitch. Were you being like, aggressive or were you being assertive? Assertive angel. <laughs> how do you know no. you were being assertive I, versus aggressive? Yeah. When we're being passive, we will think that being aggressive is being assertive, but it's yeah. not. And that's why we get that reaction. When we are being assertive, there is space for the other person. When we are being aggressive, we're in their face, energetically or physically. And so, of course, now we're in their territory. Territory, Of course, now they're going to get angry and come back at us and get defensive. There is no world where someone is going to be okay with having someone come at them. That's not assertive. The most powerful sentences are not, you can't treat me like that. The most powerful thing we can say is, enough in a quiet whisper simply that's assertive assertive is feeling empowered being compassionate and saying no not that's if we're feeling that and we want to strangle people and then we get all mad and sad and it ruins our week probably not an assertive <laughs> i need lots of work there <laughs> And this is what I mean. Oh. We all do this. We're not taught. We're taught to be nice. We are set up by society for a cycle of passive aggressive. And so most of us walk around and again, like been there, got the t-shirt, was the queen, have the throne of passive aggressive. I learned growing up that disagreement was arguing and that when you do that, the love is pulled away. And so I, I was the queen of nice. I learned by virtue of two by four to the face. When my body broke down for the millionth time, I had to start listening. And so I've learned through the School of Hard Knocks just how hard it can be to feel okay with being compassionate when every demon in your body is screaming you to be nice because that's all you know. And that's why shadow work often requires working with someone to help you face that. So if you're noticing that, oh, crap, I'm a little nicer than I thought and I could use some work, please reach out to me, send me a message or an email, and let's get you back into a place of compassion where you can be authentic. It's kind of why I do what I do. I'm going to build a little army of compassion because my job, my mission is to change the world and one person at a time. So thank you guys for being part of my mission. Do you want to learn more about how you can continue your journey and experience my virtual healing circles in real time? 
If so, check out livelifeunbroken.com circle and join my free circle membership. Receive weekly reminders, bonus material and recaps, plus special offers, as well as access to my weekly virtual healing circles. If you're ready to leave behind the fears and limitations of the ego and step into the spiritual life you've long known is waiting for you, you're invited to join me, Jen Fable, for a soul-nourishing journey into the exploration of you, the universe, and all space in between. Take control of your spiritual journey to attain a new level of understanding and connection to yourself and the people in your life. During our time and circle together, I will share with you all the tips and tricks you need to make playing with energy fun, easy, and most of all, effective. Together, we'll learn how to cultivate our inner compass to enable us to walk our path with grace and ease. We'll open the space with a candle meditation, and after, I will share with you my favorite grounding practices and lead you through a circle casting, guided meditation, and breath work, followed by a soul-inspiring gratitude practice. If your soul has been calling out to you and you're ready to tune in and listen, go to www.livelifeunbroken.com circle and register today for your Zoom access information. That's www.livelifeunbroken.com backslash circle, C-I-R-C-L-E. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.